welcome to the Step Up Your Business podcast. This is a weekly show brought to you by the Business Advisory Center Durham. In these episodes, we'll talk about everything to do with business, how to get started, how to grow your business, you'd meet some of our clients that we work with, and upcoming events that are going on in our region. We'd love you to join us every week and hopefully take away something that you can implement into your business. Even though we are in the Durham region, a lot of the business advice and information is applicable to all businesses. Thank you and stay tuned. Welcome to this week's episode, Your Business Idea. In this episode, we will be talking about where you can look for business ideas, how you can turn your invention into a business, and finally, we will look at three common misconceptions people have about starting their own businesses. Today we're going to talk about where you can look for good business ideas and if you actually have an invention, is that really a business? And we're also going to talk about steps to starting a successful business. So I'll give you some ideas of how I uh, came up with my business ideas. One of my first business ideas, I was just out of school and uh, my mom and I were looking to make money. She had taught me to sew, so through my younger years I'd learned how to sew so we were sewing a whole bunch of kids clothes and then people started telling us that oh this was a good idea to try and sell so we started selling that on markets and different pop-up markets and flea markets and to different people that we knew Um, and then from there I went on to study aesthetics and I was living in England at the time and uh, there was no one being mobile in the aesthetics business so it was a, an idea that I had was to be able to go around to people's houses and and d- deliver the aesthetic services so there I used the kind of the skills that I just learned at college and I used that as a business idea I had my car I had all the tools and the equipment that I needed and I would go around to people's houses and meet with the busy moms who needed a little bit of time to relax and to take care of themselves. Um, One of the other business ideas I had was I helped a, I actually partnered with someone in an app producing business. So it was a platform where we could actually sell the platform and have multiple different kinds of businesses create their own apps. We did that for a little while and uh, then I decided, you know, our partnership really wasn't something that I wanted to do and we didn't we didn't have the same ideals of where we wanted to go with this business so it kind of ended up being me being the business development person and uh, you know the partner just um, working on the software and and working on the business but not helping with any of the sales and I was doing the sales but not getting any money for it so in the end you know that we parted ways and um, so those were some of the places that I found my business ideas um, one of my current businesses is that I'm a yoga teacher as well. I've been teaching yoga for 12 years and uh, I teach at different studios. I've te- taught people privately in their homes and I've taught all around Durham region. I've been teaching in Mexico and uh, what's wonderful about that is I've been able to travel and teach at a discounted rate. So for me, it's wonderful. I get a holiday and I get to teach on the beach. So I've loved that. Um, so don't discount, you know, looking at your skills and your aptitudes and perhaps your hobbies. Could that be something that you bring together in a business idea? Now, when I speak to clients here, when we do our weekly startup session, I like to use the concept of ikigai. It's a Japanese term, I-K-I-G-A-I, which talks about the marriage really between 
something you love to do, something you're good at, and something the world wants to pay you for. And so right in the middle, if you look at that as a Venn diagram, right in the middle is that sweet spot of where it's skills and it's skills and interests that you have, it's an, it's an experience that you have, and it's something you love to do and the world needs it, or maybe the Durham region needs it. And using that Venn diagram is a really good way for you also to decide if that's a good business idea. Um, I'll give you an idea. I was recently meeting with a client who wanted to buy a franchise and uh, he wanted to buy a barbershop franchise. And the reason being, he's not a barber, so he doesn't have that experience, but he likes to go there and go and experience the experience. And so, you know, somebody here who actually wants to get out of um, the business or the, the job that he's in and, and into this kind of interest, industry, so for him, buying a franchise makes sense because he doesn't actually have the skill to do the haircutting and the barbering, but he has the skill to be in business and then he also learns continually to be in business. Some other ideas of where to look for really good business ideas, honestly, Google. Google's your friend when it comes to anything that you don't know. So what I do a lot of is Googling and, and being specific about the terms. One of the other trends I've noticed over the years is that People are wanting to have a staycation, they're investing in their homes, they're um, wanting more time to themselves, more than ever they're overworked and they feel exhausted and they're being pulled from both ends. Like a lot of people are in the sandwich generation where they have older parents they're looking after and younger children that they're looking after. And so they're getting to the point where they feel like they really want to invest in their homes and in uh, you know services are, that can make their lives easier. So if I give you an example of some of the services are things like downsizing services where they help seniors downsize their stuff in their homes and uh, they help them move into a, a place. So often um, parents or children of parents are buying the service for the, for the parents so that they can get out of their houses. So that's a personal service. Many people are using concierge services where they can you know, help you with your laundry, organizing your house, getting your menus together, um, paying your bills, going get, getting your grocery shopping, maybe doing light shoveling, snow shoveling, or even light gardening for you. So just helping you out, uh, cleaning services, as you know. Um, a lot of people are also investing in their backyards where they are uh, creating backyards that are like an oasis. Um, five years ago, you wouldn't have found furniture for your backyard and gazebos and fireplaces and lights and all this sort of stuff. It wasn't something that was accessible to everybody. You know, just high-end homes used to do it. So now, you know, you can literally buy a string of lights for 20 bucks off of Amazon and you can buy outdoor furniture and you can get an umbrella and hammocks and all kinds of things that just make our outdoor an extension of our inside. So these are beautiful examples of like where people can look for business opportunities. I think that, you know, look at your life, look at where there may be problems that you would like to have solved and of those ideas for you to go into business. When you're in business for yourself, the first thing to consider that you've taken your skills and your interests and your hobbies and all this and turned it into a business. But now in order to get a customer, you need to take those skills and put the customer's needs and wants before that. Because without a customer, we don't have a business. So what's really important to think about always is, what am I creating? What are the services and products I have? And what problem am I solving for my target market, right? So that's really important. One of the other things I mentioned earlier in the show was, if you have a new invention, is that a business? 
Well, yes, of course it's a business because even if you are designing or you have a concept for a new invention, your best strategy is to look at your invention as if you were creating a business. There are many, many supports that you can get for your business and for help with going through the process of developing a prototype of your business and bringing the product to the market. And you can connect with us here at BACD and we're able to help you with that. When you look at an invention or an intellectual property you have, you can also go to the Canadian Intellectual Property Office, which has a lot of information regarding patents and trademarks, industrial design, that kind of thing. So important for you to think about that as well. So when I think about what are the steps to starting a successful business, of course the first topic which we just talked about was to get an idea and to flesh out that idea. And part of that way of fleshing it out to see, will it be feasible? Will it fly in the market? Is to do some research. And the research that you do is a little bit of three things. You wanna look at competitors, see what they're doing in the industry, see what their prices are, go and have a look at what's the experience like. What did you like about it? What don't you like about it? Look at the pricing. Um, you want to look at their websites. You want to look at the customers that are walking in and what they look like and what things they're asking for. And now, of course, this makes sense if it's a physical retail store. Um, if there's competitors that are online, you need to have a look at those. You can also phone some of these competitors if they're in other areas and ask them questions about the business and say, look, I'm looking to get into business, but here in Durham region, and I'm not in your area at all but I'd love if you could just help me with a few questions that I have to get started. When you research your competitors, you're really trying to figure out what's the industry like. You can also then look online, like what are the trends in that industry? I'll give you an example. Um, when I became a yoga teacher 12 years ago, there probably was one or two studios in Oshawa and Whitby together. Now I would say there's probably 12 in each city at least. And so the competitiveness has changed. You know, the market has become a lot more competitive than it was 12 years ago. And so and now if I was starting a business as a yoga teacher with a yoga studio, I'd probably want to niche it and make it a little bit more interesting and, and be specific in what I'm offering rather than a generalist studio, if that makes sense. So when you research your co competition, it's important to look at that and to look at what the trends are in the, in the industry. When the competition is fierce, it just makes it that much more important that you research and find out what that niche is for you. When we also look at uh, market research, you want to also see if you can speak to people who could be your potential customers. And you'd want to ask them, what are they looking for in a yoga studio? Well, first off, I'd probably ask, do you even go to yoga or not? If yes, what do you like about it? If no, why don't you go? And find out probably what their misconceptions are or why they think they can't do it. And while you're finding out this kind of information about your clients, your potential clients at least, is that you're really trying to learn about the industry and the type of customers you may have. And so that's why it's important to do that research. And, and, and the next step after that is really to develop a business plan. And by business plan, I don't mean a 60-page document that sits in your lower drawer and never gets looked at again. I mean a plan that just says, what are all the decisions and actions you have to take for your business? Our goal here at BACD is always about how do we move you forward to the next step towards achieving business success. And I always like to say that business success, it doesn't matter if you're a $30,000 a year business or a $5 million business. It's important that you achieve success that you're happy about and achieve that business success that you really want. 
So once you've started developing your business plan, part of that is also figuring out how much is all of this going to cost me? How much money am I going to need? What's the budgets I'm going to need to put together? And again, we help you with this whole set of steps. This is something that we love to do. While you're figuring out that, you also want to see, are there any registrations, license, permits, or insurance that you need for your business? To give you an example, if you wanted to make cupcakes in your house, you need to get a food inspection license. And depending on where you live in the region, there's different rules and regulations about what kind of cupcakes or any baking that you can do your house, in your house. Another issue is if you are wanting to be a mortgage agent, you obviously need to get a license to do so. So there's some schooling involved in that. So those are the kinds of things that you want to research. And then once you've done all that, it's really looking at what's your marketing plan, what's your plan to get known, your website, your brand, and then starting a business. So those are really the steps to starting a successful business. And I'd be happy to help you here at BACD get that on the road and get you into starting and growing your business. This week I'm profiling Pamela Price from Priceless Beauty. Pamela's been working with BACD for over six years and she started out part-time as a makeup artist working on the weekends and helping people get ready for bridal, uh, bridal shows or even their own weddings and uh, special occasions. So since then she's opened a studio and now she offers bridal makeup and hairstyling, airbrush makeup, organic spray tanning, she offers personal makeup lessons as well as makeup artistry training and beauty workshops. She's been working as a makeup artist and a beauty educator for over 11 years and her work has been seen in many many different publications including Hitched Ontario's Most Beautiful Weddings, Oxygen Magazine, CP24, ET Canada, Breakfast Television, Alternative Fashion Week and the Toronto International Film Festival. Most recently she was voted as the Makeup Artist of the Year from Toronto. She is continually pushing and growing her boundaries as an artist and a business and helping out uh, local makeup artists to also become successful in their businesses. So at Priceless Beauty Studio, she has taken uh, makeup artistry to a whole new level. She has a fun environment with a vibrant team and really worth visiting. So go and Google Priceless Beauty, Pamela Price. We will also include her information in the show notes that you can learn a little bit more from her. So let's talk about those common misconceptions about being an entrepreneur. One of them is you'll be your own boss. Well, not really. Not only will you not be your own boss, but more people than ever will have a critical stake in your success, your customers, your vendors, and your staff. If you think your boss makes unreasonable demands on you now, just wait until a customer calls you to handle a major issue at 2 a.m. And it's really the one that you would have to solve. So really, yes, you are your own boss, but you are also at the mercy of what your customers, your vendors, and your staff need from you. So just consider that. If that's not something that's for you, uh, maybe relook at some other types of businesses that you could be in. Another misconception is that you control everything. You don't. Your customers control everything you do. You will realize this when you see the zero dollars in the bank account. And this is the day that you learn to listen and adjust to your customers' demands. Because if your customers don't pay you, then you can't pay rent, staff, insurance, office supplies, networking. Your customers are your bosses. You work for them. 
everything that you need to have done to grow your business and to make sales comes from your customers. And unfortunately, they do control everything. You certainly have control over how many hours you want to work, what types of hours you want to work, what uh, products and services you want to sell, but really you are at the mercy of your customer because your customer is the one that allows you to be in business. When you have no sales, you have no business. Another misconception is that most businesses fail. Well, that is simply not true. Canada's economic base is built on small business. 95% of our businesses are under 10 employees or more. So to say that most businesses are failing wouldn't be true. There's so many that are doing well, they're evolving, they're pivoting their business model. Of course, what's important so that a business doesn't fail is to continually change, is to keep innovating and to think about how you can always do better for you and your customer. Because when we keep up to the demands of our customers and the trends that are out there, our businesses become successful. Here at BACD, that's what we really like to help teach our customers. How do we stay ahead of the trends? How can we help you continually innovate? Relook at your business model. Relook at your marketing. How can we look at you, help you re-enthuse and reinvigorate your branding and your website and the content on your website and also your digital marketing strategy? These are all things we help you with here. So let's not be statistics. Let's really help our customers be successful and come to BACD so that we can help you be successful in your business. Being a successful business owner really just takes business planning and thinking about your business with intention and thinking about how you want that business to be successful and then implementing those actions so that the results can be there effortlessly. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed the show with us. It's the Step Up Your Business show, so a show that happens weekly to help you be successful in your business. Thank you for being a guest today on our podcast. This is Teresa Shaver signing off from the Business Advisory Center Durham, and we hope that you will join us next week. Take care, guys.